Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host today, Amy Hills, and my day job is as the Director of Strategy, Government and Industry with Tourism Tasmania. Talking Tourism is the podcast series especially for tourism operators and tourism professionals. It's an initiative of the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania, the peak industry body for tourism in our state. And today's episode is supported by the Tasmanian Government. It's part of a series of podcasts being released every fortnight throughout COVID-19 to keep Tasmanian tourism operators up to date with the latest news and developments as they relate to the industry and the support and assistance being made available by the state and federal governments as well as industry authorities. In today's episode, I'm talking with Anne Greentree, the Director of Visitor Economy Strategy for the Tasmanian Government. Anne is responsible for the coordination of strategy as it relates to our visitor economy across government. And as we speak to her, she's furiously working on developing a very important two-year recovery plan for our industry. Anne, welcome. Thanks, Amy. Great to be here. Now, I know you're in the busy stages of writing, so we do appreciate the time that you've given us today. Um, Before we jump into discussing uh, what you're working on, which is the development of the recovery plan and some of the key themes that we've been hearing from industry about, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you um, ended up taking on this role, just for those who may not know you? Thanks, Amy. And I firstly want to uh, thank you for for having me on the podcast series. um, I've been listening to all of the the various editions and it's a fantastic resource for industry and I'm sure will keep all of us uh, in good stead for the future. Uh, yeah, so I have been in this role for a bit over a year now mm-hmm. and prior to that um, had a uh, pretty extensive career in um, executive levels in government in Queensland, um, mainly working with the tourism sector in national parks and also in a broader tourism industry strategy and policy. And that really has been, I guess, the core of my professional um, history, working with with the sector, which has been um, a great um, career to have. Mm. Before I took up this this role that I'm in now, I was working for a a small uh, boutique uh, tech company that was based in New York, um, which very sadly required my going over to New York very regularly. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, we focused on providing solutions or consumer-facing solutions for mainly for government agencies, uh, which was a a different area to work in and particularly working uh, for the commercial sector was Mm. um, certainly great new skills to to learn. Yeah, and I'm sure it's put you in good stead to have that background as well coming into what you're doing now. And, and wow, what what a circumstance, I guess. It's, It's been quite a different job in the end hasn't it, to what you originally had been working on last year when COVID-19 hit and and changed the focus, really? Mm. I mean, T21 is very much a partnership that's geared around the long-term future, setting that long-term direction for the tourism sector in in Tassie. And that very much was the focus. When I came into the role, we were working very hard uh, with our partners in in, uh, the Tourism Industry Council to develop the 10-year vision and plan for um, for the next decade of growth of tourism in Tassie. Mm. And yes, COVID absolutely has um, completely changed our focus and we are now very much focused on the two-year recovery plan, 
which um, is geared around, as you would expect, making sure that we're doing everything that we can to recover industry, also taking into account some of those more longer-term aspirations that we uh, had uh, developed a lot of work into uh, prior to COVID hitting. For those who don't know, what is T21 and why was it considered the best mechanism to guide our industry's recovery for COVID-19? So T21 is uh, a very long established partnership between the Tasmanian government and the tourism industry through the uh, Tourism Industry Council. And it's, I think it would be fair to say, the longest partnership between the sector and the government in all of Australia, Mm -hmm. certainly the longest partnership that I'm aware of. The reason why it was identified as the mechanism for recovery really is because it's proven, it's established, and it has a very strong and successful record of delivering outcomes for industry, certainly for um, a period of time like this where we need to be able to rely on a mechanism that will provide the best outcomes, T21 is certainly uh, that mechanism that that will do that. Mm. Now, you touched on it just before. So, so prior to COVID, you were working on the longer-term strategy piece of work. How does the recovery plan that you've now sort of working on now feed into that? So what's the new plan, I guess, in the new timeframes for the recovery plan and the um, 2030 strategy? Mm. So we've had to, as you would expect, rethink our approach a fair bit. The, the plan for the 2030 strategy is really now to incorporate and inform our immediate priorities with what we learnt um, in our work prior to, to COVID hitting. I think the, the work that we've done isn't wasted and um, certainly it um, sets the, the foundation and the context for where we want to head long term. And so while the um, immediate priority is to develop a two-year recovery plan that really focuses on uh, making sure that our business owners are um, supported through recovery uh, and that we're driving demand and, and access into into the state as really the key things that are going to uh, to support recovery. I guess the, it's it's also framed, those priorities are framed by what we understand industry's aspirations were over mm-hmm. the longer term because yeah. even through COVID, while our immediate priority might be to, to get back up and get our businesses up and running, uh, it's been quite clear that um, climate change is still very much uh, um, something that we need to have firmly in our minds about how we respond to that as, a, as an industry sector. And things like the shift to uh, people moving more online and moving to more digital kind of solutions in, in the way that they um, uh, both professionally and personally operate that's the kind of trend that we we still need to take into account both in the immediate priorities and longer term. Mm. And for people that are that might rightly be out there saying, well, look, we're barely surviving now and, and our focus as a business is just on, you know, the next week, the next month. Why is it still important in your view to plan for medium to, to long-term recovery, i.e. across two years? Why Why should we be doing that piece of work now for the betterment of the industry in the future? Yeah, and I think I think that's the very reason why we should be doing it for for the future and for the um, the betterment of our industry. And I think the I can certainly understand um, our business owners are very much trying to work through how they pay their staff on a daily basis, how they pay their bills, 
uh, when to open, how do they know what kind of visitation they're going to be getting into their business at, um, from one day to the next. Mm. And I think um, these are the kinds of um, issues that our business owners are dealing with, which means that the longer-term planning um, to cater for driving demand and, and getting visitation um, into our businesses needs to be, I guess, dealt with at a, at a, at a different level. And that's the reason why we, we need to be doing the planning now so that we can make sure that um, Tasmania is best positioned to, um, to grow mm. into the future. And I think just on that note, we know that um, with uh, borders, uh, the way that we anticipate borders might, um, uh, border restrictions might be in place for a while, both domestically and internationally. Um, I think the, the challenge that we have in front of us is that the uh, tourism market is going to be very competitive and quite intense. Uh, and uh, that's another reason why we need to be need to make sure that we're planning well uh, for the future now. Mm, absolutely. So you recently undertook a survey, uh, which uh, which I know nearly five hundred operators responded to, which was which was great. Why did you undertake the survey? I guess, and what did it find? One of the immediate things that I think we all experienced when COVID first hit was we we kind of knew the support measures that that businesses needed. There was cash flow, uh, businesses were closing their doors, people weren't um, coming through the doors anymore if if they were open. Mm -hmm. Um, The demand immediately kind of dried up overnight. And so cash flow and financial support and the expertise to help businesses to respond to this very quickly changing environment were pretty clear kind of immediate um, industry needs. And as we have progressively gotten further and further um, through the impacts of COVID um, and as time has gone on, it's become a little less clear what what industry actually really needs. So the survey was around um, testing our uh, assumptions of what we thought industry needed and also making sure that we hadn't missed anything Mm. uh, in being able to to respond to both um, what industry were needing now, but also what were the kind of impacts uh, and stresses that industry would see, Mm. were seeing coming into the future for them. And at that very basic level, what did it tell us about how our industry has been impacted? So as you might expect, the the key impacts really are around um, cash flow to pay staff, for example. And uh, one thing that has been very clear through the various mechanisms that we've been able to, to talk with industry is that uh, keeping business owners have been very intent on keeping staff on, which I think is um, very much to their credit and a testament to the kind of character that pervades the tourism sector here in Tasmania. Mm. The needs really are around um, JobKeeper's been a a great support measure for many of our industry and um, extending that. Clearly, borders are not open and that creates a, an ongoing cash flow problem for our operators. And so extending support measures like JobKeeper and other government financial assistance uh, came up as one of the very top uh, priorities mm. for, for industry assistance, as well as information around how to be uh, COVID compliant. 
Oh, this is one of the, I guess, the new terms in our in our world yes. at the moment, how to be COVID compliant. It has been a fast-moving environment to be able to understand what is actually going to be required from a business response to, to the pandemic. And uh, while we've had some excellent information, resources and tools available to industry, now's the time to fine-tune those and make sure that uh, they're clear, we give timely information out to operators and um, it's accurate information mm -hmm. as well so that operators know uh, that what they're doing is, is the best that they can do. And so these were the types of things that operators themselves told us that they felt were priorities. What happens now from that survey material? How did you sort of, I guess, uh, check that everything that you had been working on was um, in line with that or test your assumptions? So we have, um, as you would imagine, been developing um, our priorities for the recovery planning over the mm. last couple of months. And so the, the survey was a great check-in to say, are we on the mark? Do we need to make sure we build in any other kind of support measures for industry? And um, that's really how we've used the, the survey is to, to do that check and balance to make sure that we understand what industry needs and that we can, to the maximum extent possible, uh, provide for those needs. Mm. Now, you're very much continuing to, to work on, on the plan as we speak, but in broad terms, are you able to share anything with us around some of the key themes and areas that the plan may tackle and address? Yeah, sure. And I think um, some of them will be really quite obvious, obvious um, yep. <laughs> around uh, access to, to Tassie as, is, um, as an island state, clearly. Uh, whether it's by air or sea, uh, getting visitors here and enabling visitors to, to get here really is one of the, the top priorities, um, along with uh, growing demands, working across all of our demand levers, whether that is our destination marketing activities through Tourism Tasmania or the events activities that really are a very strong drawcard for many visitors to Tassie, uh, business events uh, and the likes of some of our demand stimulus kind of activities through TT line, Spirits of Tasmania. Those kinds of activities really are going to uh, generate demand for mm. and grow visitation back into Tassie. The third um, pillar, which we've talked a lot about already, is industry support, and that's uh, support for our business owners, clearly, and also support for our workforce. We've talked a lot about uh, the kind of support through for our industry um, and our business owners, but the workforce is an interesting one because we know that through the, the 2030 work that we had some very big challenges in our workforce pre-COVID and the impacts of COVID with um, staff being let off, being stood down, really have exacerbated a lot of those pre-existing challenges that we had in our workforce. And so the the priority now is to understand what the impacts of those are and how do we support our existing workforce plus also um, attract and retain future workforce um, and uh, develop a strong skills platform that will equip the industry for the future. So, and in addition to those three key themes, which as, as you discussed were, are, are quite obvious but will be fleshed out, what additional things will the plan be looking at and, and some of those, uh, I guess, may have been developed through your consultation with, um, with the industry through the development of the 2030 strategy? Yeah, so Amy, I think while we know the immediate priorities must be on restoring our access, rebuilding 
demand and supporting our industry and our workforce. The What has been quite clear in talking with our industry leadership um, organisations has been that we can't lose sight of our longer term aspirations. And so it has been um, important to, to frame the recovery priorities in the light of where we want to head to longer term. And uh, that's where the work um, that we all collectively did in the latter part of 2019 on the 2030 aspirations really sets us in good stead and um, will position us to um, achieve some of those longer term aspirations in spite of, uh, I guess, the, the impacts that we've seen to our industry through COVID. Um, and so some of the things that uh, were very strong and, and quite common themes across all industry consultation for 2030 were um, our response to climate change. And um, we will see we're working through quite a bold and ambitious goal when it comes to um, our climate change response. Uh, and along with that, a very strong um, aspiration to improve the sustainability um, of our sector. And that sustainability from a holistic perspective, so making sure that we um, have a firm eye on uh, our community and how, as a sector, we engage with and make a, an increased contribution to our, all of our regional communities particularly. Um, and tourism um, clearly over the last decade has uh, increasingly grown its contribution to, to Tasmania and regional communities, whether that's through jobs or um, the kind of um, economic growth um, that we've seen in many regional communities through tourism. Um, it's important to make sure that we're, we don't um, rest in our laurels in that regard. So um, industry have firmly said we want to make sure that we, we um, are in growing the value of tourism to our regional communities particularly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, other aspirations that came out quite firmly through industry consultation was how do we uh, work with our Tasmanian Aboriginal people to, to grow the, um, the opportunities for them to engage with tourism product and to get uh, the benefits from that, but to also share Aboriginal history and culture um, with our visitors to, to Tassie as well. And there's some other longer-term aspirations that industry identified, mm -hmm. and I might keep some of those as a surprise when the plans well, release. That's right. There has to be something that um, there has to be is some a carrot for people to read. So I guess I guess your key message there, though, Anne, is that yes, the plan is is very much you know focused on the next two years. But what you haven't jeopardised is that there's still that bold and ambitious flavour and aspiration that's coming through there. That's right, exactly. Yeah, excited to see it. Let's talk a little bit around access because obviously that's that's key. And I, I also hear you talk a lot about sort of demand-led recovery and they, they, they work um, hand in glove, don't they, in a sense. But um, what for those who are wondering what's happening in the access space and, and what we're doing in that area at the moment, can you sort of talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, sure. The, so the access, as you say, the access space is is a challenging um, space uh, clearly at the moment with, I guess, the key ambition clearly for all involved is to increase the certainty mm. for our access for our aviation providers and uh, for TT line, our Bass Strait um, ferry service. So the work at the moment really is to 
work with our work with these partners to develop the business case uh, for demand into the future. And when the time comes that the borders uh, do open, and we've seen um, recently the the kind of uh, phased opening to, to some states, so the key priority in in the current circumstances to work with our airline partners to to build the case and to drive the capacity and the frequency from those states that are open now. And that really is the job uh, moving into the future mm. um, is, as you say, recovery will be demand-led and our aviation partners are commercial entities and they will be looking for uh, that return as much as um, any of our businesses in tourism. And uh, Tassie has been a very strong proposition for them historically. We've got a strong brand. We've had a very strong growth, visitation growth rate over the years. And um, they have been able to yield well through through the, the kind of um, networks, the, the air networks particularly that we've had mm. to the state. And so that's the kind of information base that we will be building back up. We're going to be monitoring our um, actual demand and really uh, leveraging that brand proposition that we know um, really speaks to, to the domestic market in Australia and convert, I guess, with a key focus on making sure that we're undertaking all activities to, for conversion. What about this notion of government and industry working together? You obviously talked about the strong partnership that T21 has been to date. Do you think it's especially important as we move through, you know, post-COVID-19 or living with COVID-19 times? Government and industry have very different roles um, yeah. as they do in any sector. But in tourism particularly, I think the um, the full range of benefits can only best be delivered uh, for Tasmania as a place and as a community through a very strong kind of partnership and collaboration. The more that we can um, agree uh, direction and the actions that will get us to that future, uh, the more benefits and the outcomes we will see for for not only for our industry but also for uh, Tasmania as a community of people. And so, yeah, I think the, the T21 partnership in understanding who does what and uh, leveraging those strengths for the future really is going to be critical for recovery. So, Anne, what's next? I mean, obviously after after this podcast you'll, you'll hit your computer again, but when can operators expect to see a, a, a T21 T30 recovery plan? So at this stage where we we have been uh, talking a lot with industry around, uh, I guess, the the fundamentals of the recovery plan. So um, I think there won't be any surprises for industry when the plan is released. And we expect that to be mid-August. And for me, that's the start of the journey, really. And I think for all of our sector, it is the start of the journey. And so we all know the current environment is still quite unstable. Um, there's not there's many things that we don't really understand about what the future might look like. So I think the key for all of us will be to make sure that we are keeping track on what's happening. So how do we better understand what the um, the trends are, for example, in the in the travel market domestically and globally? Um, how does how does that um, impact Tasmania, and how do we position ourselves best to respond to these? kind of changing circumstances. Um, and that, while we might have a plan delivered, mm. um, I think the challenge is to make sure that we are regularly reviewing and changing and adapting to the circumstances as we, um, as we see and understand them. Mm. 
And you can read more about the T21 partnership at www.t21.net.au and also on the Tourism Tasmania website, there's a actually dedicated recovery page, which we're currently um, going through a bit of an un, uh, an overhaul to develop that into much more of a, a useful tool for, for industry with everything around recovery. And thanks for joining us during what I know is a, a really busy time for you. All the best of luck with the next few weeks as you look to, to finish off the plan and, and deliver that. And we'll hopefully have you back on uh, another podcast talking about that plan and, and then what's next after that. So thanks for joining us. Great. Thanks, Amy. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.